Welcome to episode 208 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, so welcome along to episode 208 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How are you going, mate? Good. It's good back to be in back the, in the studio. studio. You love the studios, don't you? That close to me. But I'm, I'm a softly spoken man. Soft, you are. You're, you're an introspective character. That's right. Yeah. And happy to be home. It is good to be home. Been home for two and a half weeks. Been away for two and a half weeks. Went to Australia. Spent a bit of time in Auckland. I have to admit, I was in Australia for the big Australasian fitness conference mm-hmm. uh, called Phylex, and uh, we had some pretty good times. I'll tell you some funny stories later on. But um, I taught a class to 600 people two nice. days ago, and that was a bit of a career highlight, you could say, John. Good stuff. Career highlight. So uh, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com For Coffees of Hawaii. It's exciting news this week. You know why? Why? The Albanese is on the show. Yes, you'll find out some more coffee stories and athlinks.com. Get on there, check out your social networking for endurance athletes and getting all your results and tracking and all that good stuff on there. So this week we've got news, we've got a website of the week, we've got the Albert interview. Uh, so for those of you who don't know Albert, he's the one who actually sponsors us when we go to Coffee Hawaii. But he's also a bloody good athlete. And uh, Harold's Albert. Well, I think in those results from Boston, I think he's aged up. I think he's 45 to 49 okay, age. Okay, so group. he's just aged up. And uh, so we thought we'd get him on the show and uh, get him to you know, why, tell us why he's so great. That's right. <laughs> and help you guys out in that age group as well. I've got a few questions and answers. And we've got a joke of the week. And the good news is it's a short one. It is. It's an easy one. We should be able to... We'll, we'll, we'll be able to work it. Well, John, news is probably brought to you by X-Try. So go to X-Try to check out latest news, reviews, interviews with the stars. But it was a big weekend, John. You know, for the last kind of a couple of months, mm. been struggling for races, but this weekend it has been on like Donkey Kong. It's been a weekend of classics. So we had the new Ironman race in St George, and then the classics of Wildflower St George and Escape from Alcatraz. St Croix, you mean? St Croix. What did I say? You said St George again. Did I? Because okay. it's, t- it's the double St Week. You it could is, always say. It is. Yeah. So well, let's start with the Ironman because this is called I Am Talk. And That's so, right. Uh, we'll start there and then we'll slowly move down. So first of all, St George was the first time it's ever been raced before, and it looks like. A, um, a really cool course but Bevan and I started to watch the, the ramp up show Looks and, like, and they're doing a really good job it was I think it was very much if you were looking to do your first race it looked like it was kind of targeted mm-hmm. at their market but what was really cool about it Welchie's always good isn't he yeah, Welchie's an entertainer yeah. and Lisa Bentley seemed to be pretty good as well mm, I agree um, but they did things like they drove through the course and mm. they identified the hard points and stuff and you know, for those someone going to a race, you'd probably do that anyway, but it definitely reinforces all that stuff. It looks like a really scenic course. Um, from all the feedback I've heard so far, which isn't massive, I'll, I'll admit, it sounds like it was uh, a tough course, but, you know, it's great that they're going to have some tough courses. We don't want constantly flat, no. fast courses. You want to mix that. You do want your fast races, oh, yeah. but you, you, you want those ones that are a bit more epic. So, uh, and the other thing with this race was the conditions were apparently very, very cold. So the swim is really cold, yeah. and swim times are pretty slow. It's a reflection of the coldness of the water. No one went under 50. No, uh, bike times were slow because you were going over, it was constantly hilly and it was also windy and athletes also said they were cold on there and then uh, the run was also hilly so the run times were slow. Only uh, We can only see one run here under three hours. Yeah, well, which is pretty interesting wasn't it? And the guy who won it was, um, the guy sort of thing, was Michael Weiss. I think it's, I'd say it's probably Weiss but... Weiss, who, who, okay. Austrian, got, first Austrian. ever Austrian to win an Ironman John. Did not know that. Yeah, and he was also, I've been doing my pieces this week John. I know what you're going to say. Olympic 2004 mountain bike okay. racer obviously mm-hmm. didn't win it 
No, but that's a good background to come from mountain biking. It is interesting, eh? Because, you know, you look at someone like Chris McDonald, who got third, and admittedly Chris has been through a few injuries recently, so maybe he's not in top form, but... You know, he did a, two, a 4.54, and he's, he's normally a pretty solid rider, isn't he? He is. And uh, Michael put 10 minutes on him. And he was also riding with... Uh, Luke Bell was riding with that sort of group yeah. with Chris McDonald, apparently. This Vice guy just came uh, blasting past him and just uh, slugged him all. Done, yeah. So, you know, uh, it's, it was a really good performance. He then went on and had the fastest run of the day. So his swim was 54.30, or 54.29, so he's a bit off the pace, about three minutes off the pace there. Rode 4.43, and, and you know, any other Ironman you say, well, that's a, a good bike split, but it's not a winning race split, but here he was yeah. a, about 11 minutes quicker than anybody, 10 to 11 minutes quicker than anybody else. Well, you look at, if again, we go back to McDonald, McDonald's done like a 4.20 something, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it was a hard race. And then he ran a, uh, <laughs> a 2.58, and that was, uh, on that course, sounds like a pretty respectable run time. You know, all the other guys there are 3.04, 3.06, 3.09. Yep. I had a guy um, that I work with who ran a 3.38 and that was really competitive in his age group. Um, so he was first, Ben Hoffman was uh, in second place. I got rid of the guys. <laughs> and I can't remember who was third. It was Chris McDonald. Was it? Was yeah. he third or fourth? No, he got third. Third. Yeah. And uh, so not fast times, but sounded like uh, good racing for second. And Luke Bell was right up there amongst it. Uh, he blew, did he? He blew. I don't know if he finished. I couldn't see his name on yeah, the front page of results there. So I don't know what's going on with him. Um, I saw a little race report he wrote somewhere, and um, he was a, it was a bit of a mystery for him. He said he was feeling okay, and then just blew up. Uh, kind so. of, I feel a little bit sorry for Luke Bell. Yeah, well, he's... You know, like, you're an athlete, you know, you're going to have your hard years and your good years, but he's kind of just had really a couple of good years, and then... You know, he must be questioning himself a lot, which is hard, isn't it? He, he isn't noted it? he was going to go off and do Ironman Japan in six weeks' time, so we'll follow him there and see. Oh, see how a good result. Up. Um, okay, in the girl side of things, Heather Wirtle. Good old Wirtle, rhymes of turtle. That's right. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Fifty-one nineteen. She was. Uh, looks like she was one second behind Gina Crawford out of the swim. Uh, Dominated, dominated the bike, bike didn't she? 520 yeah. and then ran a nice steady 319 run. So some of the girls did run quicker than her, uh, but uh, she brought home the bacon in 935, which is pretty respectable when you look at the rest of those times. Yeah, guys if you think the guys are that much slower behind, you know, a good race, it's pretty respectable, isn't it? And then uh, Meredith Kessler was in second place, and 946, 11 minutes down. And Caitlin Snow in third and 1007. And what happened to Jen? Do you know what happened there? Or? Well... My understanding was she, she was home in fourth and 10-11, which is, I think, her slowest Ironman she's ever done. Yeah, uh, this is a girl who's gone sub-nine. That's right. A couple of times. A couple of times. Uh, and I only understood that she was going to the race as a, a, just a training day. Oh, and okay. if you looked at that, you'd say, okay, that's a training day. But then I kind of read her blog was posted somewhere, and I had a quick scan through that. And it sounded like she was actually trying, yep. but it just was not there on the day. So she didn't prepare specifically for it. But even, I still think um, would have expected her to do better than that. Um, one comment that, that she made and a lot of other people made was they did suffer from the altitude. Uh, the race was held at St George, which was, I think, at around about 900 metres, and they biked over around about 1,450. So it's not excessively high altitude, but you know, the difference between 0 and 900 is pretty significant, and uh, the guy that I work with had had issues with um, his sight. He was losing his sight going through the really? bike, which he thinks is, is potentially related to the altitude. My wife had a bit of a different angle on it. Um, Gina said she had a really bloody nose um, at the end, and a lot of people just seemed to suffer um, because of the hills on the bike. So I think if you're going to do this race, you need to you know, be 
prepared for it. Be prepared that it's going to be hilly. This year it was cold, could be cold again. Um, and you also need to be prepared that, that there is a bit of altitude in there, which is really hard to get used to unless you go up there a few weeks before. So it does mean you just need to tone everything down a little bit. I'm on, I'm on, what, what we said on Triathlon, competitor.com, and for one of the ads, I've got the Triton Swimming Trainer gaining the edge for the swim. What do you think of that, John? Uh, well, there's, uh, it looks a bit like the Vast Machine, and uh, all those sorts of things are fantastic training tools and, yeah. and really, really good. Not a substitute no, directly get, get for training, pool, yeah. but it's really good for working on your kick and getting the motor skills. I don't know how that, I haven't seen one with the kick the, before. The resistance, and so you kick your legs down as well, so you're building yeah. resistance in your legs. Don't know about that. I, I think those, that type of uh, apparatus are fantastic <coughs> working on your catch. You know what? Free, free advertising for them. Okay, so in the next race we had was Wildflower and a uh, bit of a classic, you know, race, isn't it, Wildflower? Another good course. It's got nice, got some good hills in there. And Michael, oh. Michael Raylert is, is, you know, he's gone, he won 70.3 champs last year and now he is just on another planet. Well, and the thing else. is, you know, for him, he's always been kind of been considered the runner. And, you know, but he came out of the water with the front guys now. You know, so he's, he's stepped up his swimming. He's obviously pretty sharp on the bike. And well, he killed everybody on the bike in the last race that he Yeah, did. and, you know, and then he ran, you know, he won by six minutes. That's a great, and there was a good field. Joe Gambles and Nico Lanos, Philip Graves, Rasmus Henning. Um, all those guys are, are strong, strong athletes. So he's Pure really Anderson was there as well. Putting his mark on, on the field. He went one in 3.55. Joe Gamble second, Nico Lanos third. Dominated it, didn't he? That wasn't just, that was, that was an ass kicking, wasn't it? It was impressive. Yeah. Okay, and then a woman's Julie Dimmons just dominated Dojo all day. Basically, it was her own race. Let's hope she does an Ironman because I think she's the only one who could maybe get close to Chrissy Wellington. You really do? You think she's. I don't, I don't think she's, she's not as good a runner. Is she the one who beat her? Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, she's not as good a runner, but she'll. Uh, who knows? I think she'd probably be close to matching her and the other ones, and I think they're training mates anyway. What would be the appeal? Why, why, how could we get her to Ironman? Maybe I should give her a call because she might listen. That's a good point. We could give her a call. If anybody knows Julie Dibbins, let's see if we can hook her up yep. um, and have a chat to her. Desiree uh, Fricker had a good run. She was basically about fifth off the bike or something, ran down to second, so that's good for her. Good to see her coming back. I think career-defining moment for her was when she met us in Kona. And, and Honestly, since then, actually, she, it's, it's she, true, isn't it, John? She hasn't because looked She wasn't looking that flash before then, and then she might say it has something to do with her mum, but I actually think it's because she met us. I think so, too. <laughs> Great call. And then Virginia... Brissetagi was third place. Beautiful. Okay, what was uh, The seventh place there was Julia Grant from Christchurch heading over there to try to make on the big time. Oh, so she'd be happy with that, wouldn't she? It was solid. She beat Amy Marsh in ninth and she won Ironman Canada. Uh, Ironman. Um... She beats the one I know, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's hot, isn't she? Can you say that? She's. <laughs> a lot of people find her aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> She's hot. Okay, um, then next we had St. Croix. And apparently, bloody hard day at the office, John. Renzo Bazzoni, three weeks in a row. You know what? It's you, John. You turn people around. I do. Admittedly, it was a bit on the negative side, but, you know, given six weeks ago, we took about Harry's, oh, he's not going to win. I know you're going to say, oh, it's only 70.3. Yeah. But he's dominating the dojo, isn't he? He is. We love him. He's the best ever. <laughs> I mean, I've said, I think he's awesome at 70.3. I think it's his distance. Um, I just want to see if he can back it up with a, an amazing Ironman performance somewhere, which I think he's yet to do. He's had some really good performances, but he hasn't stepped up, I think, to Ironman to well, no, really I, kick I, I think we're, we're, we've got to give him credit for Kona. Top 10 yeah. in Kona. That's a bloody good performance. Was he, t- was he, t- was he 11th? Oh, he was maybe, 11th. maybe right. He faded yeah. at the end, didn't he? No, I, I think his performance has been great. I just haven't seen that killer run from him in an Ironman yeah. that I think he's probably capable of. But what I do worry about is what effect this is going to have to him later in the season. Um, you know, he's done three 70.3s in a row, three consecutive weekends, I think it is. I'm 
don't quote, you can probably do that quote me. I'm pretty sure it's three weekends in a row. He's had a second, a first, and a first. It's got to be killing you a bit for later on. So yeah. we'll see how he goes. But I think well, it depends he, what you do now, but doesn't it? It does. But, but he'll be doing Germany, won't he? He'll be doing Frankfurt. I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, so we'll just have to see what sort of effect that has on him. And uh, good close racing though. And he, he well, it was a bit of a copy and paste from the week before because the guy he beat, um, O'Donnell. Yeah, Timothy O'Donnell. Yeah, they were second first last week as well. It was a mm. bit of a, you know, so. Do you like what I did there? Copy and paste? Nice. Yeah, not control V, control C. Yeah, that's right. Control C, <laughs> nice. control, control V. <laughs> well, you got command on a Mac, so uh, it's a little bit different. But Command the computer to do right, something. That's right. Look, you Mac, 37 degrees, bloody hot, so bad that actually O'Donnell actually slipped off his grips when he was on the bike to about crash nice. and that's actually what happened to Crowey he had a crash at the 30k mark had a pothole because it was so hot they, they slipped that's a problem with TT bikes isn't it it is yeah Yeah. Um, and then on the girls side of things uh, Katrina Morrison good mate of the show good mate of the show she almost gave us bloody sickness over in Kona when that's she was right. hacking away yep. but took it out and took out um, Sam Warner which is uh, and Warren actually said it was the hardest race she's ever done oh that's people say that no she said race. even the beast is the beast from Albatross now this the beast is in this race. Oh, okay. She said yes. It was the hardest race ever, John. And hey, she's a kiwi. Kiwis don't lie. She's not a kiwi. Actually, she's a pom. She's a, a pommy kiwi. Yeah, but then they stop lying. The poms lie all the time. But when they come to New Zealand, they stop lying. Right, okay. <laughs> you know what pommies. Um, okay. But the big thing I was looking at when I was reading the race report because again, I've done. You could tell I've done, I've done my piece this week. It's still forty slots for Kona there. Forty. Yeah. You're shitting me. No, I'd say you're great. I do my piece. I, do, I didn't do my piece on that. <laughs> they got forty slots for the next two years. Crazy, isn't it? When, 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 and we'll go a little bit further on down the news. So we're going down. We got an email through from good old Jared Smith, and he's saying how New Zealand this year there was eighty slots, ten no, pro. Two thousand nine, there was eighty slots. So, so this year there's seventy five, and next year there's only going to be sixty slots for New Zealand, full Ironman distance race. And then you think of somewhere like St Croix is getting forty. Don't know about that. Mm, Don't know about that. Mm, so. You're not happy about it, are you, John? I'm not. I'm just trying to think if there's a good angle to come on here. I don't want to slag a WTC off Well, maybe the, the only thing maybe is that because the history of these races is they've always had slots. They've always had qualifiers. So maybe maybe there's something to do with that. They're going to have to lose them eventually. Yeah, they have to. Cause, but well, I wonder if this would be a good place for the pros like Greg Bennett and the guys who are saying, oh, I don't want to do an Ironman to qualify. Maybe they could have some pro qualifiers somewhere, yep. some half Ironmans. Yeah, but in saying that, if Bennett wanted to do Ironman, he, he could have done this. He could have done. I wonder if there's any pro slots anyway. It's interesting. Yeah, so I didn't think about that news, John. Okay, well, let's move on to more, some more happier news. Escape from Alpatraz. And the, the ITU boys uh, dominated there. Um, we had Andy Potts. No, not Andy Potts. We had uh, Hunter, Kemper Hunter Kemper taking that race out. He beat Bevan Doherty, came off the bike together, and they uh, and he ran away from Bevan Doherty. I'd, Were you surprised by that? But, yeah, I'm a bit. I'm just wondering, though. Bevan's a bit of a tactical racer. He's racing again this weekend in Seoul in the World Championship Series. Um, so I'm just wondering if he uh, held back. Because there's no way Hunter Kemper would run two minutes into Bevan unless Bevan was uh, just sort of Even put a up real the bad day. Or, yeah. and, and Bevan was probably just thinking, well, I'm going to get second. Yeah, next, the, the rest of the guys are way back. So he may have run a tactical race. What's the prize money like here? I'd imagine it would be pretty reasonable. It's, a, it's, a it's one of the race. iconic races, isn't it? It's mm. one of the, you know, like... Uh, if you want to do a triathlon and you want to do something that's a little bit different, this is the race to do, eh? Yep, totally. Have you done it? I have not. Um, been to San Fran, but haven't done the race, but it is one that I'd like to do. And Andy Potts there was um, back in third place in 202. Out sprinter Mecca. Yeah. Mm. So, again, he's maybe showing the fix. He's done two half Ironmans in two weeks and then raced up there. Leander Cave showing some good form, beating the short course girl, Gina Schumacher. Pretty close to finish yeah. there, 13 seconds. And uh, Albinator took it as age group. Did he? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. He's on fire this year. Yeah. It's the double digits. It's the team. <laughs> oh, he's up. He's aged up, but that does help. It does help. But still, bloody goody fit. Uh, what else? We've got another race here Finally as well. results Busselton. was uh, Busselton, half Ironman. Luke McKenzie took it out. 3.47 from Tim Reid and Tim Burkle. And the girls, Lisa Morangan, Kate Bellavacqua, Bell, Bevelacqua, and Katrina Mercer. Just quickly. Old Luke McKenzie would have got the course record but got lost in transition. Really? Yeah, so probably should chap on transitions here. Maybe I should write a book on T2 transitions because mm. I do, do them pretty fast. Um, okay, you never races, John. I think that's pretty much for race. I'm trying to get rid of pages weekend, as we go. Big weekend. Okay, um, get rid of this. I don't need that right now. Not much coming up really in this weekend for Ironman Racing is uh, Lance Roddy. Roddy. Is it this weekend? It's, no, it's not this weekend. It's a couple of weeks away. Okay, so we're going to make a commitment because we have been pretty bad with our picks, haven't we, John? I'm going to give myself an excuse because I made the effort to try to go on there and do it last week and this was on Friday. Didn't have start lists or anything anywhere. And it's just, it was too much work. Too much work? It was. It was just, it was I would just have hard gone work. on there if, if either Ironman had a decent start list where you could actually see the pros that were racing or a fantasy try had the start list on there on Friday. That's, that's only the day, two days before the race, I would have done it. But sorry, that's why I didn't do it. So I'll, I'll commit to doing it for Lanzarote if they have a start list and everything ready in okay. place. Okay. I'll be well, on there. I'll be there as well, John. Okay, so well, we just did talk about the New Zealand. Oh, but hold on, the other piece of the energy news is Dextro Energy World Championship Series is on again this weekend. It's ITU. For Kiwis, so it's live on Sky Sport <laughs> again. It is ITU. What time? Uh, in the afternoon, women's race, I think is at 1 o'clock. Men's race is 4 o'clock New Zealand time. So prime time, I think it's on, it might be on Saturday. I think it's Saturday. Um, check your sky guy. I know what you'll be doing Saturday at 4 o'clock John that's alright sitting back Bear o'clock will be coming in at Bear 5 o'clock they'll be coming off the bike and I'll be sitting back so what are we thinking this how, so let's go back to Gerald Smith's email about um, you know slots depleting a lot you know by about 30% in a two year period for New Zealand how does it hurt the race you know you've got to think there's probably only about 10% of most fields are actually going to slots I don't think it'll affect the racing too much. I'm sure there'll be a lot of bitching and moaning. Do but I, I don't think it's a good thing. I think they should have some non-qualifying races. So they just put on an Ironman. You know, St George or all these new ones just say, well, you're going to be an Ironman. And people yeah. coming out of the finish line, you just, oh, you're an Ironman. <laughs> but, sorry, there's no Kona slots here. And you're I, an Ironman, but you're not going to Kona. <laughs> yeah, I think they've got to go that way because they're going to, they're going to keep wanting putting more races on, which I think is good. And the, the demand well, is they have to, so why they're, not? They're, they're owned by a bloody investment company. They yeah. want to see growth. Um, but I just think it's, it's making it, going to make it really, really difficult for the top guys in the sport um, it's just going to become it is going to be a real lottery trying to figure out how you can actually get to Kona um, and it's, yeah, well, well, that was like one it. of the things that appealed to New Zealanders and I know you're saying that you know maybe not many people who came to you did the race who were probably trying to get slots but New Zealand does get a big international mm. field and I'm sure the slots for the, the top end age mm. groupers right. you know it would be an appealing factor and yep. I know a lot of Australians come here because they think it's easier to qualify in New Zealand than what it is in Australia so Will they lose? It'll be interesting to see how much of you know the field they lose. And that leads us on to our next point, which is um, they're probably actually going to gain even more over rather than losing because no, Ironman Australia yeah. is filled up within a few days of opening. And there's a bloody conspiracy theory going on, Bevan. Okay, I'm John, not happy about it. What's the conspiracy theory? Well, put the bloody seventy point three on in the same day, so that means that the the capacity has gone from sixteen hundred down to a thousand. So the race is filled up. They've got like, I don't know, three quarters of a million dollars in the bank now and there's people missing out on racing. So Felix, if you're listening, get over there, put a race on and give the Aussies some bloody choice. And then bring us over to the commentator. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm not happy about that. Well, I, I, why? I can't understand why. They dropped it down. Like, it, did it sell out? 
I can't remember. I don't think it did sell it's, out. It's always pretty close. Yeah, but you, 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 Australia, come on, it's a big country. Yeah. And they love their, love their triathlon. So There's enough half Ironmans on. There's enough half distance. Why don't they just set up another date for a half Ironman rather than having it on the same day? Ironman, it should be Ironman day, except for the smaller races we're trying to build, to build up, up yep. like challenge and stuff. If yep. you're not at capacity, people aren't missing out. But, you know, there's only two... Well, no, I could be wrong here. I think there's only two Ironman races in Australia, Western Australia and... Uh, well, two WTC ones. Two WTC. There might be some others I don't know about. But, you know, people are really going to miss out, and it's a real shame when I think there's an easy... He was saying a scandal. He's a little bit... Un- they're a little bit upset in Australia, John, because like you and I, they're a little bit tight over there. Yeah. And I was saying Active.com were charging $40, $35, and I'm not sure if that's US or be Australian. Australian. Uh, $35 Australian handling fee for entering, which is just a heavy because it's an internet click. Well, it should, they should have just factored it into the price and people wouldn't know. Yeah. Just, yeah. So, so heaps spewing over this. That's mm. Australian, isn't it? Heaps spewing, mate. Spewing. Heaps spewing, mate. So, yeah. Other random news, John? Other, other random news. So I was just really impressed <laughs> Here we go. In the paper yesterday, Kiwi cyclist Jesse Sargent won a TT stage in a tour on the States in the moment, beating Levi Leipheimer, Armstrong, etc. And he's only under 23. Oh, really? Big futures. He's on uh, Lance's sort of development team. Development team. Oh, impressive. Okay, I'm sure the international list is a bit. Lots of time. We're going to be late for Albert. Now we've got a few minutes. We're going to do whistle of the week. Oh, we're, we're going to redo discussion of the week. So what happened with the hot topic of the week last week? I put it up. Bevan didn't have access to that. So I didn't uh, put but I put up. two up. You see, and uh, one of them. So then it was. I think people couldn't find the one that I. Why did you put two up? Because we've got we're a competi- we've got a competition running, and it's going to finish next week. Oh. Um. So if you want to win a place to go to one of the tri- triathlon grand prix races either the uk or spain get on there if you can't find the page you go to our, our i'm in talk i am talk page oh, okay. 40 people can, on there john you can go to show past discussions and then you'll be able to find in there and you know what john what let's not do a discussion of the week this week okay because well unless well, okay, now we'll just leave that up there so yeah. if you want to be in to win just get on there and just say hello and you've got to put in some a pro named pro that's so racing. was the one another question from Glenn is that the one you did no no you haven't got it in chronological order why okay sorry sorry that's alright <laughs> I'll accept your apology so sorry but we'll just as you said we'll leave it this week if you want to be in the prize draw get on there put your name down we'll draw it next week and it's going to be a random number draw so we're just going to see how many people there are at the moment there's 14 if it ends up being 20 we'll just go one to, somewhere between them 20 and we'll be in I wonder how old Glenn's going have you heard from Glenn a while no but I'll tell you something interesting. Go he's he's an uh, air traffic controller. Yep. And as I'll tell you later on about, I had a oh, plane yeah. flight at the weekend. That's like a whole different language out there when they're, when they're talking oh, in really? your ears. Victor 5, 3, 2, 2, 8, 5, 7, It is, but Charlie they're talking Morse. so fast. I, I don't understand a word they said. Really? It was bizarre. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this. Okay, well, let's do a website of the week and then we'll get out. But uh, quickly, website of the week. Uh, here's some music, John. Website of the week. Yeah, that's why that you, you hate doing the Skype ones, eh? Because we never nail that on Skype. Having said that, though, thanks to all you listeners that are donating to the show, I managed to go out and get a new headset, and I thought yeah. that made a big difference yeah, last week. It's a big, big difference. It was uh, much better quality. I was very happy yes, about it. Yes, we were very happy with that. Okay, uh, this is from Alex Thomas. And he's Thompson. Saying, oh, Thompson, sorry. He's saying, hey, buddy. I like that. It's kind of personal, I like that. Yeah. I, I sometimes put, hey, you, because I... I, I yeah, because hey, I you. just don't put anything. You don't. You don't you. <laughs> do, say, do this now. <laughs> but I go like, hey, you, like, isn't hey, you? But pe- sometimes I had this guy who worked for me when I went to massage clinics, and he thought I was going, hey, you, because oh, <laughs> no. he was from like Russia or something. Yeah. And in the end, he asked me to stop doing it because he was taking it real personal. 
And I was like, hey, mate, I'm just being like, hey, you. But okay. didn't get anyone. But hey, buddy. Long time listener, first time emailer. I listen to your show every week and I've always found it doing, oh, I've always found doing a street session a bit boring. But with the podcast, I can guarantee that I get at least an hour of long flexibility in every week without getting bored. Thanks, guys. The website I thought you might be interested in is www.turbotraining.co.uk. I'm just trying to pull it up right now. Double click. Yep, good old, good old Microsoft never works. <laughs> it is a... a it is a listing site of lots of different indoor training sessions which you can search by goal and equipment, e.g. heart rate, PM, etc. When you find a good session, you press go and then the fun begins. You don't even have to time yourself, you just watch the screen and it tells you what to do. Not the best time to tell the normal, he- oh, the normal hemisphere is the sun to warm up now, but it should be good for your Kiwis and Aussies. So I did have a look at this website and it's bloody good, isn't it, John? I had a quick scan through it. I mean... I only looked at probably about five or six um, workouts, and they were pretty basic. But if you've got, if you're just struggling for ideas to be on the trainer, um, it's well, a good little tool. Just Millie, to, I've to only probably done twenty turbo training sessions in my life, and yeah. and, and Millie twenties will ever want to do because I yeah. found them really hard. But you know, Millie always reminds you. You know, for a lot of guys out there, that's the only way they can train. But the good thing is, if if you can get your PC or your laptop set up in front of you, um, you basically search for the plan that you like. So what do you then do? You then you can press play. Find a plan. So find a plan. Come find the plan. And you can put in there whether you want to do a. Uh, gee, your internet's working fast today. Well, um, it's really yeah, and I've got the fast one as well. You can go. So do I want all focuses or do you I want, want technique? You want to do a bit of uh, strength and power, Bevan. Strength and power. Okay. How long? And you want to do uh, fifty to sixty minutes. Sixty minutes. Okay. And you, you've got Harry monitor. You've got a cadence monitor and you've got a power meter yep and then you can go search plans search plans and it brings up a list of plans there's bloody heaps of them some of them have been reviewed okay this one's been rated scamper to hill climb oh. view plan it's got five stars five stars it's a no brainer plan and then you can basically it lists down what the plan is if you want to um write it down or you, then you can just press start timer start and timer. uh and you're away. And it's timer starting in 15 seconds, John. So let's kill for Get back on your bike. Get back on your bike. Okay, get back on. Oh, so I even thought of that. Clip in. Oh, clip in. And you get clip, ready. Clip. You're psyched. You get Put the psyched. towel over your bike so you don't get rusty. Five, four, three, they have started. two, we have one. Lift off. Yeah. Oh. Right, oh. oh. <laughs> Ten minutes. <laughs> you're going 70% F heart rate. Cadence is uh, 90 to 100. Uh, doesn't have power on this one. And your gearing is 30, 39.19. And then it just um, just scrolls through the session. So it's one of those things that if you want to like watch a DVD when you're doing your training or something, yeah, you can have this on the side and it can just remind you to start focusing or yep. yeah. So got a good lot, good little ideas on there. Yeah, love that one. What is it? Turbo UK. Look at that, John. Nice. Oh, oh. you see what's <laughs> happened? Really? That's his. So so cat cat will um sent through this one. And basically, guys, it's a photo from um, SpokeMagazine.com, and it's a photo of some guy's brake that's actually gone through his hand. Oh, I see. So that's the real photo, and yeah, it's yeah. the X-ray of the brake that's stuck in his hand. Nice. Yeah, it's not that flash, is it? No. no. Are you into gross stuff? No. No, neither. It's a bit gross, isn't it? It is, yeah. We'll put it on the website this week for you guys to check out. <laughs> right, now, we're going to go get Albert on the show. So uh, that's it with this week's website. Let me just say a quick thank you to good old Alex Thompson. Here we go. Albinator. I need some Terminator music, don't I? Reckon that's your research task for this afternoon. Okay, here we go. Cool. Okay. 
Righty-ho, we're very happy and we've had several requests for this to have Albert Boyson's show, the man behind, uh, one of the men behind Coffees of Hawaii, regular epic camper of the past. Fifth, fifth fastest age group marathoner in the world. That's what we're, we're, we're calling it and uh, welcome along to the show, Albert. How are you guys doing down there? Very good, of course. Hey, um, very good. So, you know, we, we talked about your Boston Marathon performance uh, a few weeks ago. It looked pretty impressive. Um, a lot of guys are keen to know um, how it went for you. Obviously, we talked about your time, but maybe just um, tell us about your race and, and how you approached it and, and how you paced yourself through the day. Well, for this was the seventh time I've done it, I think, out of the last eight years. And um, really, for the first time, the conditions were perfect. Really? And so you could really, you know, in years past, it's either been rainy or really cold one year i think it was in the high 80s i mean it was it was hot i mean super hot and then typically the the main condition which is really killer is boston is a point-to-point race where you start the race 26 miles inland and then you run back so you start in this little uh in hopkinton which is a little uh old you know for the United States, a little old village, a little town, and then you start running back towards the coast. And so the problem is, when you, you you're so always the race either starts at ten, you know race starts at ten in the morning. So as the sun comes up and, and builds, you normally have the sea breeze that you're running into as you approach uh, you know the final miles of the race. So it's always this headwind that's killer mm-hmm. in the last five ten miles of the Especially race. And this year. This year there was no headwind, and so it was cold, no rain, perfect temperature. And as soon as we started, you know, there was a little, you know, a little tailwind or crosswind, and so you could tell pretty instantly that hey, this was—I mean, you're not going to get better conditions, so don't screw it up. So, <laughs> so really, that, that was your attitude. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because you know, the other the the benefit and the curse of Boston is the first, you know, half of it, the first, especially the first few miles are just straight downhill. So you're running downhill really fast. And you're trying to go slow, but, um, even with it, so with a tailwind, it was even that much easier. So it's just, you know, you're just telling yourself, relax, relax, just cruise, cruise, and just try to bank as many, uh, heartbeats as possible. So, yeah, I mean, you know, going through the first half, you could tell that, okay, I've, I've definitely expended less energy. So, try to sit, you know, try to have something for uh, the last five miles, which for me is usually the crux of the race. When you come off, uh, you know, the final climbs, or they call it heartbreak hill or whatever, but the uphill is not the problem. It's after that, then you have to run, you know, downhill for five more miles, and usually mm-hmm. your quads are just screaming, saying, I do not want to do this. So that, that's where if you can keep your pace, you know, get back on your pace, that's where you can make tons of time. And, you know, otherwise, that's where, you know, things start to fall apart. So did you run, uh, you know, I know the hills and so on, they, they influence your, your split times, but did you feel that you ran a relatively even pace or did you get slower or did you get faster as the race progressed? No, I, it, I've, I've talked to Gordon about this for years. He's always looked at my splits and he, I, I'd always go out way too hard. And the problem is, you know, because it's you're running downhill, it's it's pretty easy to go out too fast and you think, you think, uh, well, I'm just cruising when, when really you're not. So, I mean, this year I was even more deliberate as far as trying to go out easy, and then so, so that so then I could sort of ne- I, I I can't see how you can negative split that course, but you can def- definitely negative split the exertion. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was definitely able to increase the effort in the second half. But I think you know one of my epiphanies from this year 
from this race was I think I'm done running with heart rate monitor mm-hmm. because I used to, I'd argue with my coach and I'd argue with Gordo. I'd say, look, I can take it up to my, you know, aerobic threshold and I can just redline it there for, you know, 240, 245, no problem. But I think I learned in hindsight that yes, you can do that. Yeah, I can, I can take my heart rate right up to threshold and keep it there for you know, that amount of time. But if you do that, and if you do that as a pacing strategy right from the start, um, yeah, the final miles you can you still can have your heart rate up, but you've you've gone out relatively too hard, and so your pace has fallen off. Mm-hmm. So this this year, and this is probably one of my you know coolest training tools of the last you know this calendar year was I you know I got one of those Garmin you know the yeah what is it three ten x or whatever. And it's really good with pace, and it's not, you know, a big brick on your wrist. And so this time I just totally looked at pace. I was just constantly looking at pace. And so I was, you know, from a from a perceived effort, you know, point of view, I was really backing it off at the start. And that so that really helped me on the back end. We'll talk about that later <laughs> in the show as well. I've got some other points on that. Um, and obviously with Boston, it's a, um, you know, a huge race, one of the big races any tips you've got for listeners just in terms of the logistics of maybe starting and what have you because uh, yeah. yeah it's it's a biggie well I think one if you're going to do the race I mean you have to in training you have to consistently at least in the last month or so you have to run downhills if you don't run downhills I mean you're going to be dead and so because your quads with the eccentric you know muscle movement or if, if you haven't done that and sort of inoculated your muscles I mean it's it's just people pay for it big time. So I would say that's, you know, tip number one is you've, you've got to run downhill and training a lot. Um, and what else? You know, just it's, yeah, there's a lot of people there, but the hype is, is really fun. I think if you just uh, use that to your advantage and, and just stay relaxed, I mean, it's it's the sort of thing where it's, you know, again, it's point to point, so you have to get on buses, you know, relatively early in the morning, and so you're going to this park in downtown Boston to get on buses and then basically ride buses for 45 minutes out to this uh, out to this high school where they drop you off. And so, uh, you know, every year I hear people saying, oh, I'm going to take taxis or things like that, but I think it's just better to just go along with the flow and just, you know, do it with plenty of time and, and just that way you can stay relaxed. I mean, they have the logistics down to a science. Mm-hmm. And then you're out there at this school and just... Um, you know, try to take care of business as far as porta potties and things like that. You know, as quickly as possible, and then um, they have you know starting corrals, so that's pretty efficient as far as you know you're in a corral with people. You know, your same race pace. And um, is, this, is that then, nice in the race? You know, you have um, to actually because you know, like I did the Christchurch Marathon last year, which is you know a pretty small marathon in comparison, and you get to the second lap, and you're pretty much running by yourself for the rest of the race, and, uh, you know, so you pretty yeah. much do half the race all by yourself. Is it nice to actually have other athletes around, or can it be a distraction? No, it's not, yeah, I think it's awesome, because, so, yeah, you start in these different corrals based on pace, and so, um, you know, my time, you start in the first corral, so you cross, you cross the start line within, like, five seconds of the gun going off, and then you're running... You know, after the first half mile, you're pretty much starting to dial in with people that are running at your same pace. And yeah. so you sort of subconsciously, you sort of, you know, you see, hey, there's, you know, Mr. Red Jersey or there's, you know, hey, you know everybody's yelling, go John. So, you know, the guy next to you must be named John. And, <laughs> you know, so you're, you just sort of, you sort of have these race mates with you 
you know, as the miles go by, and it's, it's, it's sort of funny because, you know, sometimes, you know, one by one, they start to blow up for whatever reason, and, and other guys are pulling away. And so that's, that's one of my favorite aspects is to just sort of watch the people around you and, and, and to just sort of cruise along with them. And they're all, you know, it's an awesome atmosphere because, you know, that race, unlike other marathons I've done, it's a, it's a state holiday in Boston, so it's Patriots Day, so... The same people every year are just out barbecuing on the side of the road or partying, and and every year it's the same people. And so you have people the whole 26 miles screaming at you, which is you know it's it's awesome. It's it's uh, it's really fun. Cool. Um, a lot of people are always interested to know about um, how the top age group is trained. So, what did a typical week building up to the marathon look like for you, and, and how much swimming and biking do you have, keep in there? Well, I mean, I think I've told you in the past, I mean, I, I, again, I think this is the benefit of triathlon. I don't really, I don't particularly change all that much for triathlon training or marathon training. I mean, I, it's pretty much the same, you know, year-round schedule of like, uh, you know, an easy swim, sort of re- not, you know, I mean, relative recovery, relatively easy swim on Monday, and then Tuesdays would be uh, like two, two-and-a-half-hour bike ride and maybe a, three or four mile run brick run after it Wednesday, and then you know wednesday is probably a key run session where i'll run um anywhere from an hour to like an hour 20 minutes and there'll definitely be some you know steady tempo quality in that and then swim four thousand after that so that's always that's probably one of the toughest days of the week because my legs are always cramping mm. in the pool after the run so sometimes it's sort of tough to make it through you know some quality sets in the swim and then Thursday would be a two or three hour bike ride. Friday would be a swim and some sort of, you know, maybe 45 minute out to an hour run. Yeah. And then Saturday and Sundays are either, you know, a long ride on Saturday and then a long, you know, key run on Sunday. Or, you know, I'd say maybe mixing up for the marathon. If I need to get more, a more quality long run, then maybe I'll do a long run on Saturday and then do a long ride on Sunday because sometimes the long run on Sunday is pretty tough with a flat heart rate from a long ride on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. I don't, I don't, I don't really do any over uh, emphasis on running or anything like that, but, you know, most of the rounds are definitely uh, quality. Yet again, there's no secret miracle training out there. Everybody, no, I mean, I, I've, I've told you, I think it's, I think it's just all consistency, just you know, week after week after week, and um, you know, routine. Find a routine that works for you, and just uh, repeat it week after week. And so, my final question, just relating to the marathon side of things, um, do you do the marathon because you find it's a good preparation tool for your triathlon season, or you do it because you enjoy doing marathons? No, you know, I was thinking about this. I, I, I do them because I, I just like to race a marathon. And the problem is, an Ironman. I mean, the marathon and an Ironman is not a. It's like a survival yeah. test. I mean, it's not. There's nothing quality about it. I mean, it's for me. It's always been okay trying to find the holy grail of nutrition or, you know, not going too hard on the bike or whatever, but there, there's never, there's never the free spirit of like, okay, I'm going to run a marathon hard. It's just, it's survival. Whereas, you know, standalone marathon, it's, I mean, it's full on. You can deliberately say, okay, I'm going to try to run this pace. I'm going to try to run this time. And you can feel like a million bucks for 20 miles. I mean, most most time you feel like a million bucks for 20 miles, and that's the final six that you got to try to mm. keep it together. But I think it's it's real exhilarating um, 
to, to do, you know, if I would recommend if nobody's ever really, you know, trained for a marathon, not even necessarily trained for a marathon, but just, you know, raced a standalone marathon, I, I think it's a really good experience. And, and, um, and you know the physical trauma of it is is a, is is a lot worse than the Ironman. So in some ways, when you come back to then do an Ironman run, it's it's a, it's a slog fest and slow, but it's it's nowhere near as painful. It's just it's just sort of slow motion trying mm. to get through it. Can I, can I just ask on a personal level? You know, like you've done the race seven times, and I know you've always you know, the magic two forty was always the goal. And uh, you know, you're not getting younger, and so maybe in your mind. Um, Maybe in your mind you were kind of maybe thinking that would never actually happen. What what was it like to actually get that for you? Well, it was. I mean, I felt pretty good. I mean, I was. Yeah. I mean, I. To be honest, I didn't. I wasn't sure I really ever had that in me. You know. I. I you know. It's like a nine-hour Ironman. I mean, I think that that goal definitely slipped away. But. Yeah. But um, I, I thought about it, and that's why I knew on the day, like, okay, early on when conditions are good, you you just have to go for it, and. Uh, and you know the last couple of miles were pretty desperate because at that race, I think as in most races, they have you know a digital display at every mile split. So you're there, you're seeing your time, and you're doing the mental math. Okay, I have you know thirteen forty-five for the final two miles, and whatever it was, I don't remember what it was, but you're sort of haphazardly doing the math. And you're like, Sh- you know, shit, I better. <laughs> you got to start burying yourself now because this is going to be a real bummer if you can't do it, and you're, you're, it's you know it's going to be near impossible to do it again. So, yes. so that was good motivation, yeah, for the final couple miles. And, and at what point did you know you hit it? <laughs> Not I thought I had it more in the bag until the finishes. You turn onto this avenue, and it's sort of like a half mile to the finish, and when I could finally see the clock, I was like, dang, I don't have very much time. So. <laughs> So I think your body is really, I mean, even though your perceived effort is going through the roof in the final mile or whatever, I mean, your your pace is yeah. your pace is definitely slowing, whether you like it or not. So, so it's no, it's a fascinating, it's a really fascinating distance because you can feel like a million bucks, and then it, you know, physiologically and everything else, it just starts to uh, you start to reach your limits. Um, so that's obviously you know marathon training done dusted ticked off the the two forty fifth best in the world fifth best in the world according to Bevan and, uh, and obviously you, you know you try training people have, um, have followed your progress there and you've you've had some great results actually no I had one other question there from the marathon stuff go back to the marathon how long does Rewind. it take how long does it take you to recover from the marathon because I'm sitting here I did a fifteen k race yesterday or on Monday and my legs are just killing me um, yeah. how long do you typically find that you take to recover from a marathon. Well, you know, this year it was better than ever, and so I think I attribute to a few things. I would say one, I mean, one, I would always stay at a hotel right near the finish line, so it's it's like a 20-minute stagger fest to try to stagger to the hotel, and then immediately take an, you know, a super cold shower or ice bath. And then I, I you know, I've always, I've always um, used pressure socks, but I got some of those, you know, zoo compression tights, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously there's a zillion different brands, but put those things on and, and typically I'd always fly back to California that afternoon which I don't think is probably good being on an airplane mm-hmm. right after that but this year I spent the night I had to go to a meeting in New York and so you know really like three days later I felt remarkably better mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I'd say after five or six days I, you know muscular wise you know as far as soreness I was probably about 90% and you know I'm 100% now so Usually it takes like ten weeks. I mean, ten days to two weeks. Okay, cool. Um, so back to the tri training side of things. Um, 
a lot of people are always trying to find that, that balance between work, family um, and training and, and uh, trying to get the, the happy medium between all three. What, what, what sort of things do you do to, probably more than anything, to keep on side with the family and um, make sure they're happy with what you're doing? Well, I try to communicate with my lovely wife <laughs> and um, keep, the, keep the communication channel open, but there's, uh, there's probably, uh, I would say, a few things. I, I, think, uh, I think routine is good. I think, you know, and some people always say, well, how can you do the same races? You know, every year you just do the same races. And it's like, well, I mean, there's, you know, everybody else in the family can sort of plan around those dates, and those dates work well for the family as far as, like, you know, Ironman Coeur d'Alene, which is early June, so I don't trash the whole summer, you know, training for an Ironman. It's sort of, I get most of the distance stuff in, and you know, in, in May and early June, and the kids are out of school. And I think within a week, if you have a routine where, you know, they know what time you're going to come home or what time you're, you know, leaving in the morning and can plan, you know, dinner and other things around, you know, homework and stuff around that, that really helps. So I think routine is big. Um, I've sort of crafted a rule which, you know, I've, I've learned, you know, I guess sort of learned over the years, which is try to have most of your training done before, I mean, it never works real well if you come home, you know, and like go have dinner or thing, and then you're like, oh, I got to go out and do a run or something. That that just doesn't work well. So try to have all your training done uh, uh, before you come home. But you know, that being said, I used to I used to do a Tuesday ride every ride in the, every Tuesday in the hills, and because of work and everything else, I've bagged that because the extra time. So I I do ride out of my garage on you know Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I try to. Definitely do that earlier in the day um, before I certainly before I quote the sort of day is done and you know family time starts. So uh, nice. it's you know it's just all about your energy. That, but, like, you, know. You, you, you know you're you're a pretty high level guy and you definitely you, you've seemed to have got planning you know pretty sussed because you know your balance your business is obviously pretty busy and family and stuff. What about your energy? You know because you know we we one thing we do is just give our energy out all the bloody time and it can easily just kind of get home with the family and sit down and just kind of give up or not give up but just shut off and so how do you manage to maintain energy when you're around your family you know at the end of the day well you know i'm i don't really get shattered too much and i mean i would say i'm usually the, the most um, it's on weekends that i mean it's a, a long ride will get me and a long ride will you know wear me out and maybe a long run will you know hurt my legs but those are the only things that really affect my energy i'd say sessions during the week i they they don't really drag me down i mean i i have a routine as far as work and when i go into work i just sit at my desk all day long until i you know leave and so i guess i sort of rationalize that some as just sort of you know storing energy then or, or not really exerting any energy and then when i leave you know, I'm, whatever I'm doing, I'm definitely exerting energy then. But I mean, I, I can't imagine, you know, being a delivery truck driver or something like that and then trying to do this. Yeah, that, that wouldn't work. Yep. So, well, you know, I think with nutrition and sleep, uh, hey, there's a, lot, there's a lot of other people who have a lot worse off just with their jobs versus, you know, this, you know, fun pastime we get to do. So mm. I, 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 don't, I don't want to get me down. One one other question I've I've got here is, um, you know, it, have you always been fast? I mean, you're obviously fast in your age group, and you you know you're always towards the top. Has that been something that's developed over time, or um, in terms of your background, were you, were you pretty much 
there or thereabouts from from early on in your career and it was a matter of maintaining your speed and, and trying to get faster as you did get older um well i grew up i mean i grew up as a competitive swimmer from a pretty you know real i was swimming competitively from you know the age of six mm. and i was you know labeled or stuck as a distance swimmer so i, I would argue pretty strongly that that uh a routine of uh you know doing two-day workouts from a pretty early age you know through high school definitely um definitely provided a lot of benefits even 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 you know then going on to you know university and a, and really a, a time span in my 20s where i didn't I didn't. It wasn't that I didn't do anything. I'd go. I'd go for a jog and things like that. But I definitely didn't race competitively anything. So I, I think uh, I think that background definitely helps. And I and I think I've always just. I, I mean, and I knew at the time. I've always from a little kid. I've always been good at. You know, I've been a slow twitch person. I've always been good at endurance and not good at you know sprinting or strength type things. Mm. Right now we know. Oh, where, I, I, now I, we know where to take I, you down next time yeah, we race you. Even a hundred meters sprint. Just sprint. Yep. Oh, you remember a few years ago? I don't think I hit very well in the push-up contest, did I, Devin? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> one, one other thing that um, you know, when, when we see you racing, you seem to have the, a, a good ability to, to dig pretty deep and, 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 and go really, really. Uh, hard and, and a lot harder than what other people seem to be able to go and and I know you've asked me this once or twice and you know what what I'm sort of focusing on when I'm racing but what what are the things that you are thinking about when you are pushing you know you're on the the Queen K and you, you're suffering a bit and uh what are the things that are going through your mind to try to keep you on task well I mean I think a lot of it's you know just monitoring systems I mean um, you know, if you're on a bike, I mean, you're monitoring your power. I mean, monitoring, trying to monitor nutrition and heart rate and your surroundings and um, just just trying to, to stay engaged. I think uh, shorter races, shorter races, I think a marathon, standalone marathon, it's actually pretty easy because it's, you're just boom, you know, the splits are just continue to come and you're constantly monitoring stuff or there's constantly aid stations coming. I think you know Olympic distance the same thing. It's pretty easy because it's it's pretty much red line, and so you're really actively monitoring stuff. I for me, I mean Ironman. It's that's still one of my challenges is trying to stay engaged because I you know even with a combination of uh, if you start to lack on your nutrition at all, I mean it's you know, I'm just sometimes on the bike or on the run. I'm just sort of I try to prevent the situation where you're spacing out and it's, you know, and especially in Kona where it's hot. I mean, it's hard to ride your bike for five hours and not, and to stay mentally engaged that whole time is, is, it's difficult. And it's difficult to do for anything. Try watching a five hour movie. So, um, yeah, that's, that's definitely a challenge, but I just sort of, you know, try to have a routine of, uh, you know, heart rate, power meter, you know, drinking, cooling off, um, whatever you know looking around at people they're going by trying to figure out why they're going by do you want to go with them? do you not want to go with them does it make sense what they're doing or stick with your plan so it's yeah it's it's very important this and it's definitely sometimes a challenge cool we had a couple of questions but i think we pretty much covered those we had one in from uh, mark in honolulu he was asking uh 
basically, do you have any particular techniques or protocols to undertake for recovery after races or having training sessions? Kind of covered that yeah. for your Boston uh, ice bath. Ice bath. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Ice baths are gold, aren't they? Like I think they're yeah. the best thing you can do. And then no, I mean you can just you can just feel. I mean they just pull the heat right out of your muscles. Yeah. I mean as much as you can tolerate. Yep. And then totally uh, good old John Duda. Um, he had pretty much the same question there. Any specific recovery um, techniques there? We've got our three uh, typical questions we always ask, Albert. So you're uh, you know you're going to go in the pro basket and you're going to have to answer them as well. Yep. Wax or shave? <laughs> I don't even know how to wax. Oh. Shave, but you know what? I'm getting so lazy that it's a oh man. I don't. I welcome I don't, to my world, it, Albert. Welcome to my world. I barely, I barely even shave anymore. Uh, it takes John too much. Asks, takes too much effort. Yeah. John, else won't massage those legs anymore. <laughs> Next one, Bevan. Uh, 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 facial products, Albert. Do you use them? Absolutely. Love you. Seen how wrinkly you've seen how my wrinkly skin is. I mean, I'm I'm getting older by the day. Love your work, mate. Love your work. You're a real man. That's what you are. And the last question we normally do is, what what do you think? Actually, no, I'm I'm going to change this one. So you you kind of know what your fresh marathon is now. Do you think now that you've kind of achieved this goal that you've been trying to knock off for the next you know last kind of ten years or whatever? Do you think you'll still be motivated to go back next year and do it again? Absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, because yeah. sometimes you tick that box, and then you kind of you look. No, but it's it's a it, it's a it's a fun it's just a fun routine. I mean, you need to do this race one of these years, Ben. And I, I think I've told you every year I go back, I stay at the same hotel, and every night the the dinner before the night before the race, I go to this this restaurant downstairs which has a bar, and there's this lady bartender that's been there every year I've done it. And so every year I walk in and her face just beams like, oh, you're back to do it again. You know, so I tell her she's my good luck charm. And <laughs> so there's there's so many people that uh, that are just part of the routine every year. It's it's like Kona. It's it's uh, it's a it's a great routine. It's a great routine. Cool. Um, and what's happening on the coffees of Hawaii front? Any exciting news coming up? Ah, just um, continuing to build the brand. We're working uh, with a few uh, athletes you might be hearing about down the road here fairly soon and nice. uh, start starting to brainstorm on some of our uh, activities for Kona in October, some new uh, fun, creative things. So uh, cool. just keep chipping away, and we definitely, uh, you know, I definitely appreciate all the support of uh, your listeners because I've said uh, your listeners are, are more uh, loyal and, and uh, vocally loyal via you know comments in their emails and uh, any of our other uh, customer bases. So it's awesome. Cool. I'd like to keep that up. Yeah, we love that they, they love you. Hey, well, thanks for your time, mate. And I, and I know it's you know pretty wicked effort. You know, fifth best in the world, something you've always been proud of. And uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, love your work. Keep it up. It's obviously you know with Albatross. So you're obviously doing, you're doing Kona again, aren't you? We'll have to qualify first, but oh. we'll tr- we'll try we'll try and quarter line. Yeah, cool. But we'll I'll, I'll be there one way or the other. So yeah, awesome. Well, I hope you guys make it out again. We'll be there next year. Yeah, next year we're gonna go. But we can't do it this year. We're, we're eyeing up. We're eyeing up the Melbourne Marathon. So yeah. Ah, okay. We'll be there for Lance in 2011. Yeah, that's, that's that's what should, that should definitely be a carnival. That's, that's when we want our media pass. I tell you. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time, Albert. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Questions and answers. And good old David Southall. He sent us a little um, little summary. He went down and watched the race. It was a week ago, wasn't it? Yep. Great. 
given the great results in uh, Terenzo back in second place in New Orleans, and then he went came back and he won. That was the yeah, US yeah, Pro Championships. Right, yeah. He just made a quick comment that I thought was really um, good. As an age group participant, it was great to actually see these guys, these top guys racing because of the out and back bike course. It meant they shot past on the other side of the road on their way back into town. As my age group way was heading out partway on the bike course, even though the course was dead flat and, um, and windy, I can attest that there was really no drafting going on when they passed me 40 miles into their ride. They were really split up, which he thought was great. Another comment he made that I also noticed um, guy that finished in fourth place, Butterfield, yep. his run split was a 107. Yeah, and, and he's an ex-athlete. I was talking to some uh, Steve Sheldrake about it last week, and he used to be a race from Bermuda or something like that. I think yep. he might have gone to the Olympics for Bermuda, maybe. Um, and he was a good athlete, but 107, man, if that was... That's it, smoking. Uh, that's like, you know, normally when we talk about a fast half, you know, 111, 110, yep. you know, but 107, that's... that's if that's an accurate course, I mean, you've got to, you know, if you, if you, if you run a 107 off the bike, you'd have to be able to run, say, about a 102 um, fresh. That's, that's, that's moving. That's okay. Uh, if you want to check out the Challenge Wanaka, you can go to YouTube.com. I'll put a link to it on www.imtalk.me. Really good, uh, good clip there, good summary of the race, and really nicely put together and just shows what an awesome race um, that is. Okay, then. Oh, I've pulled it up, and it's pulled up in front of our pages. There we go. Challenge Wanaka race Ten minutes report. long. Good little watch. Okay. Uh, and then we've also got good from Danny saying uh, if you follow up from last week's show here's an article I wrote on Dan Martin oh this 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 one I sent him an email okay tell me about it John because no I can't actually remember now <laughs> okay. no, 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 for, oh this is the guy who's doing around the world Dan Martin he was going to do the around the world triathlon uh, we triathlon. Ago. it got canned because he um, was not able to get enough funds to, to do it oh really so that's not on that's um, a bugger because I was looking forward to finding out Harry went. He also sent through a, a little email about a guy who was struggling to travel. He's doing a lot of travelling with his training. Paying yellow fees, basically. Paying lots of fees with his bike. And he ended up buying a collapsible fold-up bike. Oh, and, really? Um, it was actually, was able to set up, so it was his fairly correct sort of geometry and ended up doing an Ironman on it. So really? if you do travel a lot, this brand of bike was called a Reach Road. Um, and it manages to fold up into suitcase size, and he could do all his training. So if you're one of those guys that is training all the time, when he said he raced on it, he said it was a bit skittish, and you sort of a bit all over the place. He had 20-inch wheels. Um, it might be the greatest thing for racing, but if, for a training tool, worthwhile looking into. Nice. Uh, and Porno actually said through an email that you can now win Challenge Road competitors, friends and family, when you're doing the race, you can pay, I think it's $10 euro, for the race and it sends you text messages of how your competitor is doing throughout the race and for example they'll do it um, uh, after the swim obviously and then they'll do it at 37 the 70k the 120 153 mark on then the T2 and then on the run they'll do 3.6 12.3 20.8 24.9 and 33.7 and then the 40 and then obviously the finishing time so you're going to get about 15 texts throughout the day kind of letting your competitor know which is which is really good like I know WTC have done this in the past. I'm mm -hmm. not sure if they're doing it, and it's probably one of those things that depends on the race. But I know when I did Kona, this is back in 2004. Yeah. Slam I am, got Duncan White. He um he did it with me, and he got yeah. text reports. And I think there was only transitions. Yeah. But it is a cool thing because like, you know, your friends and family want to know how you're going. And, you know, when you get you know, often after the race, depending on how good the website is, they want to know your result, and this way your mates can keep in touch. If you're paying 10 euros, though, I'd expect pretty good. I'd, I'd be pretty annoyed if you didn't get good coverage of that and that's, I think that's a it's, 
it's not it's not ex- crazy expensive, but it's you know per yeah. phone number per athlete. Um, but if they can get bang that on, I think it's a good service. I also think it's one thing that race directors can look to add to races. You know, like for the smaller races out there, you know, it's kind of like cost benefit. You know, like mm. it depends how much it costs to set up, but. If it's just a transition mat, you know, like that they put on the ground, yep. and that can go to a computer and then sends an email, and you know, it's a, you know, race directors for those smaller races need to find ways to make profit to keep them going. I'm a boring you, John. Yeah, he's doing Next the point. he's doing the yawn, the yawn, holding the holding the smile look. <laughs> uh, oh, we already talked about that. Um, Shane Marie sent us an email just saying how much he loves the show. He sent a really nice email, and I kind of just thought I'd give him the big plug because nice. oh, it was nice. He was just saying how much he loves the show and how it's kind of helped turn his fitness life around. He was in uh, New Zealand age group athlete when he was a young kid and mm-hmm. uh, lost his way. Mm-hmm. He's back on path, John. Good. Thanks to you and I. Great. I'm taking, we're taking all the credit for his life. It's always us. <laughs> yep. Uh, Joke time. Jez Ray Ficker. With Jez Ray Ficker, yep. She yep. would have been nothing about us. Yep. Terenzo. Now Shane Reeves. Yeah. Love your work. Okay, then, uh, joke. Okay, John, do you want to do this week's joke? Okay. It's a long one. How many Ironman... I oh, heard it sent to them. Ken uh, Welsh. Ken Welsh. How many Ironman triathlons triathletes does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know, John. How many I'm in triathletes does it take to change a light bulb? None. They wait around for a volunteer to do it oh. for them. <laughs> oh, it's a classic. It's another classic. And you know what? Kim Walsh is a Midwest triathlon coach. To midwesttriathloncoaching.com if you want to check out Ken and say, Ken, I'm glad you're a coach because you suck at jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway. <laughs> Encouraging people. No, it's a good one, Ken. <laughs> I was just, I was, jo- I was joking. We lost the mic system there, so hopefully the sound was alright in that last little bit. Hope not. We'll test it. We'll test, test testicles in a moment. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Oh, that was a bit. You were laughing at someone else's joke, which I was. It was it Ken? It was a good joke. Okay. Well, here we go. Sponsors. Coffees of Hawaii. We had Chance Barber send us in an email. So, my wife and I started drinking coffee just this year. We oh, that's, that's interesting, isn't it? It is. Really, really just started drinking coffee. Do you know why? Why is that? Because of us. Wow. See, we're changing lives more than yeah. that. Oh, I find it fascinating they've just started drinking coffee. That's interesting. Because they've got a couple of kids and stuff, and, yeah. you know, it's not like they're 13. Yeah. yeah. We finally sampled some... Stink, hey? I haven't, I haven't tried, so oh, I'm not man, just going to go breathe through my mouth now. We finally sampled some coffees of Hawaii. A few weeks ago, we ordered some more, and after ordering, I realised that I didn't use the IM Talk oh, discount. No, because you've got to go to www.imtalk.me, click on the app, take you to the Iron Man Talk page on Coffees of Hawaii. Or the IM Talk page on Coffees of Hawaii. Even better than that, I might be doing some <laughs> press up soon. And you get discounts, so you're, you've got to do this, team, but yeah. Chance Forgot. Chance Forgot. I immediately sent an email to Albert. Um, pointing out my mistake and asking if that helped. Soon after, I received an email from the famous Albinator. He said he would take care of it. I thought that was a great customer service. They credited my credit card without another word. The T-shirt I ordered um, didn't hurt nice. either. Nice. Um, I'll be a lifelong Coffees of Hawaii customer. Nice. Nice. So yeah, there you a go. couple of shows you thought when you said top member. It was used. Uh, I was giving you crap about being yeah, top member. That's anyway, right. Yeah, that was I pretty was good. Top member. And he said how great it was, so he obviously liked it. So you've heard all about Albert. Now we, marvelous now, man. We, 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 he's commenting on the New Jersey. We may have made a new call, John. We may have. We may not be doing the New Jersey, and there's a reason for this because we've just been and got like a billion photos done for yeah. the new website, and the new website can't be far away. And it's all depending on me, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, so, so we're kind of thinking we might actually delay the New Jersey. What we'll probably do is I'll probably give people the option. We'll go, you can order a short, a long sleeve summer weight or a long sleeve winter weight jersey. So you have the option of three. Yeah. And we'll probably leave mess out. Yeah, for another year. And then maybe next year we'll do New Jersey. Yep. Um, so coffees of Hawaii, go www.coffeesofhawaii.com for the latest coffee. And uh, 
I was going to say those coffees and reviews, but it's... Go through our IM Talk page and, and you can get all the discount codes through there. But there are people who supported the show, John, and support you, the listener, the community, the IM Talk crowd. Athlinks.com. You know what I want to know, Bevan? I want to know who from the, the IM Talk community is racing this weekend. Okay, you start talking and I'll put so up all Athlinks. we do is go into Athlinks.com. Um, if you guys have not already joined up to Athlinks um, and claimed your results, get on there, get onto it. You can also put in there your upcoming races and that way people in your community whether it's John, your back it up, back it up John sure you can go on Athlinks right now and get your free vital samples if you're in the US and that's cool and sure you can go and enter our competition to win the Grand Prix Tri Grand Prix you know that's cool mm-hmm. and sure I can go on there John and I go you know what I want to see how good old good Kinetic, old Kinetic Half this weekend is coming up Kinetic Half who's racing with Kinetic yeah, I'm going to see how Rob Green's Green. going to go this weekend and maybe even old Frank Duck is going to do in the 500 Festival Mini Marathon, you know, and then sure I can do that. And maybe I'll even go on here and say uh, someone like Jay Scully's going, no, the Grand Prix seems like to be on something good, good work. Nice. But more importantly, John, I can connect with 100,000 other people in the world. Whoa. I can connect with 100,595 people oh, in the world. I need to work on that too. It's gone up a bit. Yeah, mate. So remember when we started that 16,000? Yeah. So, so they keep on trucking. They keep on Getting up. That's that keeping on, keeping on. Yeah. So get on there. Rob Green's racing, Kinetic Carfeos is racing this weekend. The Philosopher's Way, what the hell race is that? The Philosopher's Way trail runs. Michael Cully, he's taking Michael it Cully. out. I reckon he's got to take it out. Coming up, nice work. And good old Tim. Tim Tansley's racing the Dairy Park Mountain Bike Challenge. Nice. Oh, look, he's got the old the mud guard at the back. Uh, Do you like the mud guard at the back? It's, it's, a, it's a mountain, mountain bike. bike. It's yeah. acceptable behaviour. Okay. Ian, Ian Coleman. Coleman is racing the Get Smart 5K in oh, Virginia. And the 99 is going to be doing it with him. God, there's lots of racing coming up this yeah, weekend. It's because we're so Colorado Marathon's coming up. Jason Swindon is going to be doing the Greenwood Duathlon. We've got Patrick Foley. Oh, Axel Cop. Uh, no, what's it? Uh, <laughs> Axel. Patrick, Patrick Beverly Hills Cop Foley. Yeah, <laughs> nice. It's a good memory yeah. there, Jombo. That's good. Goodwood, Goodwood Duathlon. Oh, yeah. And finally, the Greenwood Sprint Duathlon, Tom Chambers. Oh, beautiful. So make it, you know, as I said, um, get all your results up there. I'm looking forward to getting my results from the weekend up there. And uh, you can compare yourself against your club mates. You can compare yourself against your I Am Talk buddies. Just get on it. And get your free amino vital acid. Just go on the homepage and on the outside there you can get a free sample from amino vital. Sustained energy, strong finish, fast recovery. Yeah, bring it on. Okay, John, I'll tell you what. Athlinks.com. Athlinks.com for the world's best things and and you can see what your mates are doing, more importantly. Nice. And coffeesofhawaii.com. Just because Albert's the fifth fastest in the world. That's right. You always support the fifth fastest, not the fourth. Mm. Is one, two, three, or five? Do, what do, happens do, if somebody gets DQ'd for, for a drug offence or cutting the course and Albert drives up to fourth? Would you still support him? Did you see my undies? Nice. <laughs> um, I would, then, then rules would change because Albert change. dominates the world basically. Okay, then, um, so anything else? www.iamtalkpodcast at gmail.com. People have been buying the stretching book lately. We, years ago, we talked about our stretching book. Yeah, it's still on our, on our website page. And it's a triathlon-specific stretching book, isn't no, it? No, it's just a general triathlon. It's just a general stretching book. But it's uh, the guys that are in there are triathletes, and the guy who who, who does it has uh, got a triathlon So if background. you want to get a good stretching book, and it's quite thorough, isn't it? Yep, and it breaks it down in different parts of the body if you want to focus on, and it's got lots of stretches, all the stretches you'll ever need. 
I really yeah. do stink, John. Okay, John. So, so a while ago, good old Rod Holt. Have we Rod's got a nickname? I've given Rob a nickname. I was riding, riding out to Kirito yesterday after I coached these, the kids in town at about five, uh, 4 o'clock and they have to get to Kirito by 5.30. Rob is, is, uh, he's helped out the show in, in a Many ways. facets, John. Many and facets. Gun shy, Rob Holt. Gun shy. Nice. Okay. I don't know. I just count because Holt is a bit like holster. Nice. Rob's in the army, and I was just thinking, so gun shy, Rob Holt. Nice. Took me up flying. And and I'm going to put the photo. And I have to say, the photo is gold. I'm going to put on the website www.iamtalk.me. And look at him. You look. You look a little bit apprehensive. You both got your I am talk jerseys on, which I love. And uh, it's what kind of plane is it, John? It's an aerobatics plane. So we went up and we did an aerobatics flight. Okay, so tell me about it. So I probably wasn't as nervous as I think I probably should have been. Oh, really? <laughs> because uh, it's You're thinking, fun. hey, Rob's, Rob's flying before. Yeah. He's a pilot. But it's pretty funky. You take off on the grass out of It's the quite a small plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we cruised out and we went out towards the mountains. I think it was over Peel Forest, I think it was. And we went up to about 4,500 feet. And then start, the aerobatics started. And this is the proper schmoozle stuff, man. We, <laughs> That's the real schmoozle. We were doing uh, flips. We were doing, you go up vertical. So what were the end. worst things? What were the worst things that you did? Oh, they were like, they, you tried to shake it up a little bit at the end. <laughs> when I, was, I was feeling fine up that stage. And then I felt seedy afterwards. Then you sort of did multiple sort of turns from side to side. But the, basically, the, probably the, the freakiest one was when you're going up vertical yeah and you go up till your vertical the engine stalls and the propeller stops going around everything goes quiet and it's really noisy prior to that and then you just flip so then it's, it suddenly it's going and in stillness stillness and so you're going up vertical and then the, the whole um, plane just tips over it's and then you're heavy. diving straight down to earth head first so can you, and you can see the earth coming towards no, you it's coming straight at you the engine's not going or anything so what point does it turn it back on uh, it just, it just goes, comes back on and, uh, that and bit freaky? Go, at what point do you, do you get to that point when you're going looking down the earth's coming at you faster than you want it to and you're looking at yeah you're thinking okay Rob now turn it on no we were, we were high enough after okay right. yeah, but it was cool just doing the flips and all that sort of stuff and it was just uh, it's great scenic work and, uh, and so how long were you in the air for about, I think about 45-50 minutes so it was just cool and just it was kind of cool going through the whole process Rob's a Talking a million miles an hour, saying about all the different things he's about to do, and uh, and that's a whole other language. Really, and talking to the tower, I don't understand a word that bloody said. It was like Romeo well, Bravo, fuckstruck, taking uh, <laughs> Victor Five here, and uh, blah, 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 blah. and it was talking really quick, and I just didn't understand any of it. So it was good stuff. Gunshy Rob Holt, good man. Gunshy Rob Holt, and uh, I'll put a photo up on the website. I see my daughter's just right home from school. Babe, I'm doing a show. Better be quiet, babe. It's, it's, that's what you do with your kids because I think he's got 20 friends here um, okay um, oh, all good Any, anything else been happening it ran on su- there was a Sunday oh you had your 15k day. race well prior to that we know you stink um, oh, but you know when you're stinking you actually like the smell yeah, no, no. really yeah, really you've yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah okay, you got it out of me but anyway Sunday was a busy day Thomas had his race, Tiddler's Multisport. Yep. And, oh, that's uh, right. You had, to, you had to drive to get to your race schedule was I thought it was at 9 o'clock my race started at 10 yep. get out there the briefing is at about nine. It's oh, scheduled for and race, sch- and they're always running late. Scheduled race start. I looked on the piece of paper, it said nine thirty, <gasps> and I'm like, can't it's going it. to take me forty minutes to get to the race, so thirty five minutes. What do you do? You choose happen. your son or yourself? <laughs> so I'm, I'm sticking with it. Luckily, the good people were there. They managed to start the race early. He started at about twenty two minutes past. His race was about hundred meters. So two no, minutes. It, was, it was like about forty meters. And uh, Thomas is a champion now. Oh. But, first win well he was he was third two check, he got checked by two checks oh, but he did those, it he those parents were pulling their kids along holding their hands oh. so Thomas ran the whole way and it was only 40 minutes or so so I was a bit disappointed in them but he was first boy and uh, he's a champion he got his little medal nice got in the car about two minutes later ripped over 
got the race, I think it was about three minutes before, busting for a pee, just peed next to the car. Nice. There's 500 people on the race. They're watching run, you run pee. through the crowd, got to the front of the line, fill, for the fill in aid, had my race number, grabbed my race number, put pinning up, I got the fourth pin in. Go! And they said, right, 10 seconds, boom, we're off. Nice. And so did you have a good race? I had a good race. Albert was talking about running to times. So I had a, a set time that I wanted to run to. Started off at 3 minute 30k pace. First K, I was probably in about 30th, no joke, 30th place at least, oh, if, really? if not further back. Went through 3.28, I wanted to hit 3.30s. Went through 5K, 17.33, bang on. Tried to pick it up a little bit, but had a, a bad K. I lost concentration 1K. Next 5K, 17.28. Came home, last 5K in 17 minutes. Nice, so what did you get overall? 10th. Oh, nice, top 10. So I was, I was happy with that. And it's just, it's so nice, as Albert mentioned, to be building the pace. And I've and, and come home strong. Come eh? home strong. Yeah. And uh, you're passing people, you're feeling good about it. So many of the other guys were just flailing towards the end. So strongly recommend, as Albert said, if you're a more experienced athlete starting to run, when you're doing individual running races, run to pace is, is a good tactic. It really is, eh? and because you get to know how what that feels like, and it just gives you much more control in your race, doesn't it? You've just got to control the first 5K, and it feels pretty comfortable. I was going, oh, man, these guys are running, caning me. Yeah. But I was just like, this feels really easy to be running this 3, 3.30s early on, so it was good. So I'm on target, and it was the biggest running week, I think, of my life. So it was on the Sunday at really? the end the biggest training week so all things considered I was pretty happy so you're a bit like Forrest Gump right now are you? yeah it's all good nice I might, that might be your new name Forrest right Run Forrest and seven sticks we're well, John last seven, week last week, two weeks. last week I've been away for two and a half weeks and, and that time I haven't only seen I saw Joe remember last week before no, you didn't see me either Don't, what about Joe uh, you didn't uh, see me well, I swear I haven't seen Joe I saw yeah. Joe for one night because Joe's yeah. away in Auckland now oh. I know so I'm on Skype last night talking to Joe because I love my partner and, and mm. I couldn't actually Skype her when I was in Australia so and I like to see her when I talk because I think yeah. she's quite attractive and that's what you do yeah. and um, and so I'm on the phone and she goes oh I've been missing you a heap so I thought I'd listen to the show and, and and I was like, oh, that's okay, because I don't think I said anything bad. Yeah. And so, and she goes, I listened to the show, and it seemed that you're only really looking forward to doing one thing with me. We were going to be catching up last week. And I was like, oh, back it up. Back it up. How about these diamonds I got you? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so this week she gets back Wednesday night, John. I'm really looking forward to just going for a walk yeah. in the park. Yeah. Holding hands. Right. It's going to be really nice, you know, and I just want to have a conversation. Sure maybe maybe cook a dinner. Nice. Fish and yeah. chips from Yeah, uh, that's from, from, from Fishmongers. Fish it's a beautiful thing. Had my, uh, went to the Firelex, had the fitness convention. Yeah. Um, the competition nowadays in the fitness world is Zumba. It's almost the... the oh, nice. I know. They do that at QE too. I'm just like... Uh, yeah. Whoever set that up was raking it. Yeah, oh yeah, man, they'd be raking yeah. it in. Oh yeah. yeah, they'd be raking it in. Because they charge, what, the DVD is like 150 bucks, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's money for jam. So that was really interesting. My industry is a funny industry, John. Really? It is. <laughs> I'll tell you something about your industry in a moment. Because you, you either get the, my part of the industry, where that's where the intelligence is, let's be honest. Right. And, and then you either get really big muscle dudes yeah. or really doled up girls. Yeah. So we went to, we, there's this girl, this, so the, you know, it's a fitness convention. So, you know, conventions are like they've got all the products they're trying to sell. But this one girl was just wearing nothing, but she had so much work done. Her top lip, she, it was, right. it was honestly, it was like, Blowing in the wind. You know those banana lollies? Yeah. It was like that big. Really? It was Yeah, it was ridiculous. I actually said to her, I think you've had too much work on your lips done. I'm sure you did. <laughs> yeah, so that was good. What was the thing I'm about sure. my industry? There's hand coming through the door. There's oh. hand coming through the door. Oh. Yeah, get my present. Hey, mate. <laughs> um, sorry. And uh, that hand coming through the door. You're going to say something about my industry. 
Yeah, so you, you've, you've freaked all, I don't know if it was you, but you freaked all your instructors at Les Mills. What did I do? I don't, know if, no, I don't know if it was you directly, but apparently they had, they had given them all feedback and all your instructors are, are on the edge and can't handle the pressure. Who said that? Well, Belinda's not in the class and then the, the instructor the next week is all, they're all worried because they've been given a critique to be told all these things were going wrong uh, and stuff and now they're all worried about their classes. You know what? That's just a part of my world, mate. It's the pressure I'm under all the time, you know, but... Belinda sure. said there's nothing wrong with the classes. They're great and now they've gone and stuffed them all up. Oh, so she feels they're losing the classes. Yeah. Oh, there you go. We shouldn't been in my class in a while. Tell her in my class. Kill him with that. Oh, yeah, I think there's enough rambling. Iron Russ. Iron Man doesn't. Oh, oh. <laughs> doesn't. Don't. Train hard. Train hard. Kick, Kick hard. hard.